Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to a special episode of the Believe in Broncos podcast. I am your host, Troy Rank from Denver 7. And when I started this podcast, I promised you we would get guests that you would appreciate, find insightful. And I was able to track down an Arrangian interview with Broncos starting running back Melvin Gordon. It was an interesting season for him last year, trying to take over the job from Philip Lindsay. It was awkward at times. He also had to resolve a DUI case. But through that all, it seems that it made Melvin stronger. He touches on a variety of topics I think you will find interesting as he looks forward to a huge season this year for the Broncos. So let's get started, shall we? Melvin, we'll start with uh, you. when you look back at your first season with the Broncos. I mean, again, you finished really strong, almost five yards of carry second half. But mm-hmm. you played in front of no fans. What, when you look back, what do you, what do you take from that first season in Denver? It was a little bit of a... Roller coaster ride early, but you certainly finished strong. Yeah, it was, you know, as far as the fans, um, it was just different. You know, I, I've always, you know, I played with the Chargers, you know, most of my career. And going to Denver, it was always probably one of the better places to play um, just because the fan base. So it was a lot different, you know, not having no one in there. It was a few people, but, you know, I, I didn't really get to experience how I wanted to from, you know, the, the, the on the Broncos end, end of things, man. So, I'm definitely excited. You know, Roger Goodell made a statement that, uh, you know, he's he's looking forward to, you know, the fans being filled up completely again. So I'm excited about that. You know, I'm actually one of the players that enjoy the fans. It kind of, you know, gives me a little boost. Um, you know, you want to go a little harder, you know. So I'm excited about that, man. Um, you know, I, it was the second half of the season. I kind of, you know, just had to just tell myself mentally, you know, um, don't worry about anything that's going on. Just play your best football. Just go out there and do what you need to do. And, you know, things start turning over for me. Yeah. Did you sense that, was it just you're getting your comfort level that that helped, that it helped in terms of, again, almost five yards of carry? Or was it just getting in concert with the offensive line with more reps? <laughs> um, well, I, I always pride myself on having a strong second half of the season. Um, I always tell myself, no matter what, you – get stronger as the season go on. Um, you know, that's what I try to tell myself. So that was just the mindset. Um, second half of the season, first half, you know, it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't, you know, up to my par. And, uh, you know, it was just, you know, sharing the ball and things like that. And just, you know, you having two ones on the field, it was just different. Um, so I just told myself, you know, just accept whatever road this is. And, you know, just go out there and be you mentally. It just was like, just do what you do, Mel. And, you know, whether you get a lot of carries or you get, you have to split them dead down the middle. Um, just go out there and just give everything you got on the carries you get. And that was just kind of my mindset. 
Well, it's clearly different going into this season now because you're the RB1, if you will. Philip Lindsay, I know you guys were, you got a you know good relationship, but it was a weird situation. You come in, yes. he's so popular on the team. And when you look back, was that difficult? And how is it different now kind of going in, <laughs> knowing that you're, you're the guy? Yeah. Um, it was probably one of my most difficult seasons. Uh, not going to lie, just because, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of fans, a lot of people weren't, you know, too happy with me coming in and, you know, and with Phil wanting to get paid and everything like that. And it's like, look, man, I, I had no, you know, <laughs> I had no parts of that, you know, um, you know, I wanted to be here and they wanted me here. So it kind of just was a mutual thing and it kind of just happened. But um, it was tough, man. Uh, cause I feel like, like I said, a lot of people didn't accept me cause you know, it's kind of like I, if I went to Wisconsin, I, you know, I'm from Wisconsin. It's like if I got <laughs> drafted, you know, to the pack, you know, so I, I understood how people feel cause it would be the same way for me if I was in Green Bay. Uh, so it was like never any hard feelings, but it was like, shoot, you know, at least give me a shot, you know, to, you know, and it sucked cause they weren't there, you know, so I had that. And then on top of, you know, the fans really not like me, them not being there to really appreciate what I do in person. And then on top of that, the COVID stuff would just, in general, would just not really being able to just see Denver as a whole and like just spending that extra time with the teammates, um, you know, outside uh, of the facility, which made things a lot tougher. So it was that on top of that, on top of that, on top of that. So mentally <laughs> it was like, I definitely was challenged, uh, but, you know, I made it a premium to really um, get close with the guys on the team, especially being in the same division. But I made it a premium, and, and I knew that every game I have to come out here and play with my heart and really earn the guys, earn the guys' uh, trust on the team. Um, you know, it's, you know, nothing's given. Everything is earned, and I understood that. And regardless of what Pro Bowl I went to or that, you know, you're on a new team, and you have to show what you got. Uh, so that was really my main focus. Um, like I said, I would have liked if the fans would have liked me, um, <laughs> but I kind of understood the situation, but, you know, it sucked a little bit, but, um, you know, I stopped really focusing on that and focusing on what I can do to help the team win, what I can do to build my relationship with the teammates. And, you know, you know, just the play just started going up when I put my focus on the right things. And now do you build off that going into this year where you're clearly number one on the depth chart? Do you kind of just continue that momentum? Absolutely. You know, it's not like, you know, being the one is something I'm not used to. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's something I'm not. It's not like it's something I'm not used to. I was, you know, I was that pretty much my whole time with the Chargers. Um, but, you know, it's, it's it's not like I'm going in unfamiliar territory now. You know, I know the guys. I built relationship with the guys. You know, I could, I could – you know, I feel more comfortable now speaking my mind on certain things. And so and it was certain moments where, um, you know, where I, you know, I spoke up and I said some things, but, you know, to try to help motivate and, and, and you know, get the team moving in the right direction. But, you know, it's always that feeling as the new guy, you got to earn your key before you kind of tell a whole right. bunch of guys <laughs> how you feel, you know. And right. I feel like, well, you know, we done bled and sweat together. Um, we definitely had a down year. And, and we fought together, man, you know, at our worst. And, uh, you know, I definitely want to be one of the leaders to step up this year, um, you know, at our best, because that's definitely what we're about to bring this year. Well, I heard you met up with GM George Payton. What was that like? And, you know, why, why do you think this year is going to be different for you guys? You, what was it like meeting him and 
What are you kind of looking forward to? Why yeah. you think this year is going to be different? Uh, well, I just, you know, I hope that injury bug just stay out of our locker room for one. Uh, you know, I hope that thing stays out, man, because if we, you know, I felt like we were going to be a really good, uh, great team last year with the defense we had. I mean, the preparation we had every day going up against them, you know, it was, it was only going to get better for us. And our, you know, our head coach is really a hard-nosed, old-school guy. And, you know, we, we were getting after it. You know, we were probably one of the hardest-working teams in the league. You know, under him, I could I could confidently say that, um, and I just felt that way. Not that I know actually, because I only been on two teams, but uh, <laughs> but just how I felt. Um, you know, I feel like the injury bug. That's no excuse, but I felt you know we had a lot of guys that could have helped change some differences in some games. We all know that you know this game is you know comes down to the last couple plays. You know, it's only run by a couple of, a small margin of points. You know, rarely do you get blew out. It's always a game to the fourth. So, you know, you're missing a lot of key guys that can help make difference. You know, that kind of hurts you, but no excuses. But, um, you know, I really feel like we can be special. Um, you know, I talked to the GM, man. He's a cool dude. I really uh, – I came in to Denver. Um, he wasn't hired yet. Um, and I came in really quick. I had to do something. I really didn't get to talk to uh, the head coach and my position coach and um, you know, Pat, I didn't really get to talk to, you know, any of them because I had to hear it from leave. So, um, you know, I trained in Florida. Um, I was in Cali, but I'm going to be back in Florida training. Knew I wasn't going to be back over there. So I wanted to, you know, just go say what's up to everyone. I kind of like to, you know, just, you know, just to see how everyone's doing. That's just kind of who I am. I just kind of like to see how everyone is. Um, and he was hired at the time. So I went, went and chopped it up with him. It was cool. He was talking about, you know, he went to Minnesota and my best friend, uh, Trey Waynes, you know, he, yeah. you know, was a part of drafting him. Right. Yeah. So, you know, okay. we had small talks about that. So it was cool, man. <laughs> um, you know, he's a great dude. Uh, you know, I told him, I, <laughs> I made a joke. I told him I thought he was a little taller than expected. You know, the camera <laughs> had him. <laughs> the camera had him looking a little taller than I, you know, I thought. But, you know, we kind of joked around about that, man. Um, we really just, you know, he just – we was filling each other out, really. Um, a little bit about football and where he think our team can be, but it was mostly about, you know, asking about my family and my friends and things like that. So um, it was good conversations. It was now, you know, it was dope to meet him, uh, show face. Um, but I think, you know, just confidently saying, I, I think, you know, he's going to help change these things around, around, around. Yeah, different. I agree. I mean, he's, he's putting in the time. I'll say that. I mean, he's putting yeah. in crazy hours. When you look at Melvin, you, you had the DUI case and there's, it's been resolved. How relieved are you that that's behind you now? And, you know, thankful the charges were dropped based on that yeah. evidence. How, how relieved are you? to? You know, kind oh, of man, I was super that? relieved, man. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, you know, you know, a lot of, you know, countless nights, no sleep, um, Man, and just, you know, it was always on the back of your mind. It's like, man, I'm putting in all this work. And, you know, you know, I went out on a limb. Like, I was like, man, you know, I'm not just going to take three games suspension. You know, I'm going to try to, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to fight this thing. And because and I don't want to miss any games. I don't want to miss any games. You know, I don't want to miss no games this year. And I don't want to miss no games next year. You know, those three games with me sitting out, I could probably help make a difference. I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to fight this thing and be out there with my teammates. Um, and it happened and it worked in my favor, man. I'm just so happy about it. Um, you know, just cause it was a lot of people disappointed. And I'm just like, man, when everything come out, man, and my name get clear, um, 
um, you know, hopefully people can, you know, change their thoughts and their feels about about me and that whole situation, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And when you look at when at your off season, your training, I, I see you on IG. This training you're doing, or do you do anything different, Melvin? Now that you're playing in altitude for a second straight year, what does that look <laughs> like for you? Oh man, um, actually in Florida, um, uh, House of Athletes, I, they got an altitude room in there. First time I've ever seen it, <laughs> and uh, I was like. I was like, hey, turn that thing all the way up. I don't care what. I was like, turn that thing all the way up. We did a treadmill workout in there, and I almost passed out. And I was just like, when I'm training, I think that's the spot I'll have to be at to kind of help prep me because, I, you know, I only did it once, but then I had, uh, I've been training and working out. And then I was like, okay, I went to Denver when I had to go talk to everyone. And I worked out there, and I was like, let me just run on the treadmill, just give a little half a mile. Let me, let me see where I'm at, you know, with this altitude. Holy smoke. (laughs) I was like, like, here we go again, you know? So, uh, you know, I'm going to definitely just run more because I know what, you know, mentally I know what I'm getting myself into. So I'm going to just put a little more focus and emphasis on uh, definitely the conditioning side of things. And I usually condition pretty hard, but I think I got to take that extra step um, knowing that, you know, I want to, you know, that altitude makes a difference. So uh, I know one of the months I'm going to definitely be uh, training uh, maybe after mandatory minicamp or something. I might stay an extra month, uh, stay a whole month in Denver just to kind of just prep myself and and train out there. Coach Landoff, I I think he's a good speed guy, so it's not like I'm missing much. Um, But me and him are going to work out a plan. We've been talking about it briefly, but we definitely going to figure something out. That's what. That's why I stay out of shape perpetually, so I, the altitude doesn't affect me whether I'm a sea level. Or Seriously, not. man. Goodness so, how how did you? You guys might be having virtual OTAs now. It looks like you know there's seven teams so far that aren't reporting or have decided they're not going to do voluntary portions of OTAs. How do you adjust to the virtual OTAs? Can you still move forward as a team having gone through that last year? Is that functional? You believe to do it that I mean, way we virtually? Did. I mean, I, you know, I feel like we did it. Uh, we did it last year. Um, I haven't went to OTAs, honestly, in like four or five years. But Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, we did it last year. The numbers were up with, you know, people scoring offensively, crazy. Injuries were down, I heard. So, um, you know, I think I think we'll be able to do it. I mean, I think we're, we're, we're pros. Um, we understand, okay, we have to work out. We have to – if you love your job and it's really – and it means a lot to you, you don't need coaches or nobody else telling you what you need to do as a player to get yourself ready for us to be successful. You know, Justin Simmons, Vaughn, Shelby, all these guys are dependent on me to do what I need to do. Tim, all these guys are, you know, they're, they're, they're dependent on me to do what I need to do to be ready for the season. If I come in out of shape, you know, that's just, I mean, that just shows you have a lack of interest, lack of care for the team, for yourself, for the coaches, you know? So my thing is, when we have the meetings, you just got to have laser, laser focus, just lock in, even if it's for an hour, 30 hour, whatever the case is. You know, as far as the plays, just kind of getting back in the, in the just hearing those and knowing that and taking a little extra time to kind of go over it, know the full concepts. Um, that's where I think the laser focus need to come in. But as far as outside of that, nothing needs to work and being able to be ready for training camp. I think, like I said, if you're a pro and you love the game, that you should already be doing that. No one needs to tell you to do that. So that's just my take on it. 
You've been a pro bowler. You've had great seasons. Do you have goals going into this year, personal for both you personally and this team? Yeah, obviously. I just want to come out and be the best back. You know, I, I, I would love to rush the title. You know what I mean? I just want to be the best back. I feel like I'm, you know, so overlooked, uh, you know, and, and whatever that case may be, maybe because we didn't get a lot of TV time with the Chargers or this year, you know, just with the splitting the ball and then, you know, the fans not being there for COVID. I don't know what the case is, but, you know, I get overlooked a lot and I'm kind of sick of it. Um, so, just personally, I just want to go and be the best back because uh, I know I'm capable of being that. And, you know, I want to get to the playoffs. I want a Super Bowl. Don't get me wrong. I want that Super Bowl. Um, you know, I'm going into my seventh year, man. I want the Super Bowl. I want to taste that. I want to feel that. You know, I want to be a champion. I didn't win state in high school. <laughs> the last time I won a thing was my first year ever playing football <laughs> years ago. So it's like, man, I just want to be, you know, I had James White. He won it a few times. Like, you know, Tom Brady got six. I mean, God, dog, can I at least get half a ring or something? Like, you know, I just want to be a champion, man. And, you know, I just, I'm a, you know, I'm glad Vaughn's back. I'm going to follow everything that he do, um, you know, because he's been there. He's taste that, you know, he, he's taste that, 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 that taste that everybody wants. You know, he knows what it takes to get there. So I'm going to just, you know, I, he follow, I mean, he leave, we gonna follow, you know, and, and along with any other guys that's been on the team and, and know what it takes, man. So I'm hungry for a ring. I'm not gonna lie to you. I want it bad, but at this point, man, I just wanna, it's, it's steps, you know what I'm saying, it's steps. I just wanna get to the playoffs and yeah. see what happens. Let's just yeah. get to the playoffs and let's just see what happens. Right, get under the velvet rope, get in the club. You never know what happens. Get in the club, get, get in the club, man. Football is a crazy game, man. <laughs> Once you get it's in the a door, crazy game. Knows, it can right? happen on any given Sunday, man. I'm telling you, get us so, to the playoffs. There you go. So, tell me about do you. What do you What do you think the Broncos might do in the draft, or what do you remember about your draft process? You know, it, it is so weird now with COVID. It's different, but what do you? They got the ninth pick. What do you think? And what do you What do you remember about your draft process, Melvin? Mine was just it was it's crazy because the the Chargers never brought me in they never never talked to them never anything oh. and they end up drafting me so honestly <laughs> you never know it's all a you know it's just it's sometimes it's best available sometimes it's needs sometimes it's, you know you just never know it's like oh well we wanted to go here but this guy's such a good player I don't think we could pass him. you just never know what they're thinking you know and, you have no idea. You know, I don't know what we're going to do. I've heard everything. I, I read, you know, I, I, I love the everything leading up to the draft. Um, I've always been big into it, um, just looking at everything, who we might draft, who who they're talking about us getting. And it's kind of it's funny to hear the stories and how they change, you know, closer to the draft. Everything changes, you know. Um, well, so. a lot of it's out on quarterback. You, I know you like Drew Locke. think he has a bright future, but so much speculation here in Denver is on the quarterback position, mm -hmm. whether it be Justin Fields, a Trey Lance, a Matt yeah. Jones. Do you follow that? Uh, I mean, we all hear it. We all know what's going on, man. So, you know, the thing about it is uh, we can't control, you know, who they pick. <laughs> we have no insight. We have no idea. We just know whoever – get drafted we got to bring them in with open arms and, and bring them aboard because obviously they picked them and draft them for a reason to help us win <laughs> so we need to do whatever to get them ready uh so i have no idea man you know i have no idea um i truly thought it was gonna be a corner then we we addressed that uh 
So, you know, you hear people saying quarterback, you hear people saying linebacker. I seen something say tackle. I was like, I don't know. So it's all over. You know, this is the first time where I was like, okay, I really don't know. You know, with the Chargers, I was pretty head on about what we were going to get. And I kind of was pretty good. I was pretty good. Um, You know, I kind of knew last year that they would grab Judy. It was either Judy or C.D. Lane. I kind of knew we were going to take one of them. So I had an idea. This year, I honestly don't know. I was talking to a friend. Like, I'm really stumped this year. Yeah, because really that, that quarterback thing is complicating because if they if they move up, if they stay at nine, if they stay at nine, Micah Parsons might be there, Penny Sewell. They trade back. Maybe you get an edge rusher. I mean, it's all yeah. over the board. Some some fun stuff real quick. But you're a fashion guy. Where'd that come from? When I look at you, I mean, IG, I mean, I didn't see you in the locker room last year, unfortunately. Hopefully that changes this year. What is it about fashion? What is it about that part of the daily life that you enjoy? You know, that when we see you on IG or we see you walking. I mean, that's being, part of it. being different, man. It's just a way to express yourself without having to speak, in other words. You know, so it's just like, you know, this is who I am. I wear my personality, you know, on my sleeve and you know, on my, with my gear. I can show you, you know, kind of who I am. So it's, it's, it's I'm very artistic, man. I, I like you know, different forms of fashion of art and dressing is just another way. It's just another art, man. It's just another way to express yourself. And it's dope because everybody got their own taste. Everybody got their own style, you know. So it's just like, okay, everybody can be unique in their own way, you know. And I don't think any look is like OD or overrated. That's just what you like, you know. So <laughs> I've always been to, I've always been to, been into being different and, and loving art um, in all fashions. And like I said, I think, you know, the fashion tip is just a different way to show your style, your uniqueness and your style of art. Do you draw too? Are you an artist or you just, you appreciate the fashion and the way it No, I, I draw, I draw, I draw. You do? What kind of, yeah. just skit, skit? What kind of abstract yeah, skit? It's like, I, I grew up, I, I grew up uh, drawing cartoons. That was my, my first drawing was like a Dragon Ball Z character. And I used to like the little cereal boxes. Um, I used to just put them up, and then I would draw the cartoon guys on there. So, yeah. Are you a Marvel guy too? Do you draw those? Uh, I love super, super. Come on, man. <laughs> What's that? A lot. What did you say? I said, "Come on, man. I love Marvel. I, I love. I, I watch anime. Everything, man. I'm. I'm big. I'm big. Enough. I love all that stuff, man." That's cool. You can draw. That's like one thing. I have one of my good friends who's an artist. He can sketch stuff in like five seconds. It's just such a cool talent. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, it's, I can't express myself that way. And finally, when I watch you, when you work out, like that's the other thing. I mean, you put the time in. Do you, do you enjoy the process? Like it, as a professional athlete, I know everyone focuses on the result. That's all, yeah. you know, your guys are defined by stats and contract. But do you enjoy that process? It seems like. I do. I mean, and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it, man. I, I really do. Um, you know, because, you know, you, you it gives you that confidence. You know, it gives you that confidence. You, you get that feeling like, yeah, you know what? You didn't put I, – I promise you, you didn't work harder than me. But you can go out there and you can say that when you line up and you can look across the field and see that whole team and be like, none of you worked harder than me. I know that for a fact. It gives you a certain level of confidence to, like, really be able to go out there and do what you want to do. You know, and if you don't put in the work – it's like, uh, well, I know this guy probably been working just as hard as me. And that lack of confidence, like, you know, second guessing yourself and you're done. <laughs> you're done in this league. And someone will embarrass you <laughs> and humble you. And, you know, no one wants to be humble with the fans coming back. 
You know, no one got time for that, man. So you got to, you know, bring your best before, man. I really enjoy it. I love seeing the results, man. I love seeing, you know, start from the ground and then build up. And then at the end of the year, you're like, okay, all this hard work I put in, you know, this is what came out of it. Um, so, I, you know, I enjoy the process, man, from starting here and then getting to there and looking down and being like, these are the steps I took this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm I, you can just, I love that, but I love that part of it. So the work part, you know, the running sometimes get a little, I'm not going to lie to you. A little tedious. <laughs> the treadmill work and the running, I ain't going to lie. It's just, you know, it sucks a little, but I, I love the sprinting, but the distant running, you know, it's like, uh, you know, especially on the treadmill, I can get out and run all day, you know, through the city, through the streets. First thing I did when I got to Denver, took a jog, like a jog a mile through the city, downtown. And I told my mom, give me a car right here. I'm going to just jog through the whole city. I like that. But being on a treadmill, literally just sitting there and look, I hate it. Yeah. Are you like the last guy that doesn't have a Peloton? I thought everyone was on a Peloton now. Man, no, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you got to run it, right? You're a running back. Yeah, hey, last, last thing, Melvin, you do some great work with your, you know, the Beyond the Flash Foundation and, and at melvingarden.org. It sounds like you're going to be doing some more stuff with the website and fans and giveaways. What do you got going in that regard or hoping to have play out this year and your second year here? Yeah, man, I'm just trying to do whatever I can with that, man. It's just so many people that that need help, need love out here, man. Just so much going on in this world right now. And uh, I just want to be one of the people to kind of, you know, make people day better. Um, you know, everything kind of got slowed down with the COVID, you know, so know, the site and everything, you know, it's going to pick back up. Um, and it's just another way to engage with people, you know, doing something positive for the communities um, and everything, man. I'm trying to, you know, like I said, it was just such a bad time with everything, with me switching teams because it's just like you really can't do what you want to do for the community because everyone's, you know, you can't even go in and give a person a high five or nothing. So it's, it's hard to really get that sense of feel like this person cares. Um so it's tough, but man, I'm I'm glad the vaccine. I'm glad the COVID the stuff is. I mean, it's still bad, but um, you know things are opening back up to where we could, you know, really show our love and appreciation for, you know, our community. Um, so we're gonna get the site and everything back rolling, engage with people, give out giveaways and things like that, man. But you know, I'm excited to to build this relationship uh, with the Denver community um, as well as my own. Like I said, it slowed down because of COVID. Things will start shooting back up and getting back up. Um, but when it do, man, I'm going to just be proud of the smiles that, you know, I can help put on people's faces. So that's it for this episode of the Believe Broncos podcast. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate the support. Download and subscribe if you feel inclined and follow along for the ride. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.